Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organisation and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change, and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game-changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. (laughs) Let's get started. Amazingly, last week's episode was my 50th episode of the New Way podcast. You know, I love this podcast so much. It gives me the opportunity to connect with thought leaders across related fields and really to create the space to think about new ideas, what's working now, and the biggest opportunities in change management now and into the future as well. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode with just me and you, but I thought, this was the perfect time to reflect on some of the biggest lessons that I have learned from the different guests that we've had on, experts, and just being able to think about and reflect on these. I've learned so much from the experts that have so generously shared their time with me, and I thought it'd be really cool to share five big lessons for change leaders that I've discovered from the podcast. So let's dive in. Okay, so today I'm sharing five big lessons for change leaders from the first 50 episodes of the New Way podcast. Now, I'm going to say to begin with that these are relevant no matter your industry or the type of change or transformation program that you're delivering. So I know that I've intentionally selected things that are transferable across all and that I think are really, really useful for us to be keeping in mind for all of us who are working in this space, not just for change managers, but for leaders of change and people that are supporting leaders as well. All righty, shall we dive into the first lesson? Here it is. ProSci, or whatever your preferred change management method, because ProSci is a change management methodology, that is just one method. And it's definitely not the only method that change managers need in their toolkit these days. You know, any method is largely just a kind of a conceptual underpinning. It can be really useful as a shared language when you're talking with other experts or people in the change team. It can be really useful for governance and it can also be really useful for beginners in terms of explaining things to consider along the change journey and that type of thing. But it isn't something that all of your stakeholders need to know about or understand or even be aware of. Any single best practice method is not necessarily reflective of reality. It's not how change is going to happen or maybe even not how it should happen in your organisation. You know, these days... There is so much change happening and so much interconnection between different areas in your organisation and different matters around organisational performance that I think it's really important. And this is something that I've really learnt from talking with people on the podcast about how important it is 
helpful us to stay curious and to stay open. You know, we need to take lessons from agile and lean methods. We need to think about how we can apply principles from human-centered design and adult learning principles, as well as, of course, tools from other kind of aligned but different industries and methods around business architecture, business intelligence, marketing communications, user experience, service design, all of that kind of thing. That has been a really, really big lesson for me. For every lesson I mentioned, I'm going to share in the show notes a couple of podcasts from the past 50 that really will help bring this home for you in the way that it has for me. I'm going to link to an episode that I did with Justin around agile change and lean change and why that's something you really need to consider. I strongly recommend if you haven't listened to that yet that you do. It's such a great episode. Also, I had a conversation with Christian a while back about the interlinkage between business architecture and change management. And that's also a great example of how broadening our thinking into adjacent kind of areas can be so useful and really a rich place for us in terms of when we're adding tools to our toolkit. The next big lesson that I have learned is that your stakeholder expectations have changed. We all know that the world has changed really dramatically in the past few years and your impacted stakeholders are unlikely to be sitting at their desks in the office eight hours a day, every day, anymore. And if they are, they may not be thrilled about that. Over the past few years, demands on our stakeholders' time have changed. They may be working from home and dealing with different challenges around that. There are different expectations in terms of how they learn and discover new information. For example, when you want to learn something new or check something quickly, are you going to YouTube? Are you looking at an on-demand, just-in-time video about something? Even when we extend it to learning how our stakeholders are learning today with micro-credentialing being something that universities are offering and a whole lot of online training options being available, different kinds of certification. There's also different expectations based on their experiences in terms of how they receive messages from other businesses or associations that they might be engaging with. If we think about how we, you know, engage and experience things like Netflix or Google Suite, those kinds of things. And all of that, our life experience is changing our and our stakeholders' expectations around things that are really key to successful change management in terms of expectations we have around work, work-life balance, wellness, belonging, learning, and capability uplift, and communication, all of those kinds of things. And innovation for us is key in that area. This really means that the old ways of doing things, the ways that have worked for us potentially with other assignments or on other sites or with other change projects or the one that we did last or what worked in this organization last time round, those things may not apply anymore. And I know it can be really challenging to kind of question our own assumptions around that when something's worked well for us in the past. But a big lesson that I have received from this podcast and speaking with all different kinds of expert guests on the show is 
just how important it is to think about what our stakeholders' expectations are these days and innovate in those areas. I'm going to, in the show notes, link to some great episodes that we did recently with Steph Clark, all about learning and development. She shares some amazing ideas. Strongly recommend listening to that. I'm also going to link to an episode from Leanne Hughes all about creating engaging experiences because as those expectations shift for our stakeholders and grow, we need to kind of step up and meet them or exceed those expectations. So that's also definitely worth really listening to. The third big lesson for me is that active sponsorship is as important as ever. That hasn't changed. And these days that leaders must demonstrate being really human-centred in their sponsorship and in their leadership around the change. Teams are still figuring out hybrid work. There are teams and people and stakeholders that are feeling really disconnected, disenfranchised, tired, just kind of holding on. You know, everyone has experienced change being forced on them over the past few years. And as a friend of mine said to me recently, when they were describing organisational change and their experience of that as an employee, they used the word endured. And I think everyone knows that feeling and knows what that means. And if we think more broadly around the context of these ideas of the great resignation and quiet quitting and this rhetoric that there's a skills shortage. All of that drives home how important it is for leaders to really foster a sense of genuine, genuine is a really important word here, connection and belonging and how those ideas are more important than ever. This is something that everyone is responsible for, but especially change sponsors and change leaders must be demonstrating that human-centred focus, creating a sense of connection and belonging, linking it up to the change journey. And this is something that change managers need to be able to support our leaders and sponsors to do very well. I'm going to link to a couple of podcast episodes around this one that we did recently with Mel Kettle was about how to become a connectable leader, which is really relevant to this. But this idea of connection and belonging becoming central to something we need to consider for successful organisational change, so many different people talk about it. So it really is linked across different areas. This is a big kind of central idea. The fourth big lesson that I want to share with you is about professional communication skills and how this is a core capability that change managers need to continue to develop. Now, I know I'm biased (laughs) because I've got a PhD in professional communication and that kind of thing, but it's true that When it comes to change, communication is everything. How we communicate is how we do everything else. It sets the tone for everything. Communication has the power to make or break the success of your transformation program. It is that influential and it is that embedded, imbued in every part of the change program. It plays out in everything. It plays out in training and coaching. It plays out in stakeholder engagement and engagement leadership. It is across the board with everything. You must have for your change program or your transformation program these days a compelling strategic narrative. You must have a smart, integrated, 
really engaging communication campaign that runs throughout the life of the change journey, not just at the beginning, not just launching it, not just on deployment day, the whole change journey. Change managers need to know how to tailor communications to different audiences and to be really confident in doing that. And there needs to be way more touch points than you think. We need to really expand our thinking around communication. As well as communication strategies and campaigns, this skill set as a core capability is around writing, presenting, visual communication. It's around how the change team really supports and prepares senior executives for communication events. And it's not just about events. It's not just about those big moments, those milestones. It is about the moments in between as well. I'm going to share a few different episodes that target this idea because I just think it is so, so core and central. I had a great conversation, an episode with Colin Beatty. We talked about coaching and coaching at scale, and he shared his idea of defining the difference between events and moments, which is a really useful concept, I think, within thinking about communicating change. Mel Gibbons, we had a wonderful conversation about how to build a compelling, really effective communication strategy for your change program. And I'm also going to link to some episodes on the podcast I did way, way back at the beginning where I talk about my take on a strategic narrative and storytelling and those types of things. And in those episodes, I share some very specific recommendations around how to bring that to life. So hopefully you find those useful. Okay. The last lesson I'm going to share, number five, is that you can't escape culture. You know, no matter how simple or how technical, no matter how small or how big our change or transformation program may be, these days the success of the change is only going to be as good as your organisational culture. Change and culture just go hand in hand and there's no denying that this is a theme that so many of the different guest experts that we've had on the show have approached in different ways, but it is essential to so many things. You know, these days, planning for change must go hand in hand with acknowledging your organisational culture and where things are at. It doesn't mean that you can't deliver really great change if you would like to be seeing your organisational culture kind of heading in a different direction or being refreshed or reinvented. It doesn't mean that you can't introduce new organisational values and, of course, you can uplift and change culture that is possible. But the point I'm trying to make is that a conversation about technical change, about, for example, deploying a new IT system or a conversation about process change, you know, like a new workflow or something like that, those are conversations about culture too. They go hand in hand and we just can't get away from it. So it's really worth thinking about culture and kind of knowing how to consider that in your change planning and in the tactics that you use and how you're talking about that with people. I'll link to two episodes that we've done in the past that were such great conversations with ideas around this. One with Carl, where we talked about where organisational culture is at the moment and some really useful, interesting stats around that and things for leaders to consider in that space. Is it possible 
does organisational culture, is that impacted through hybrid work or through remote work, those kinds of things. And I'm also going to link to an episode here from in a great conversation I had with Dr. Kirsty all around digital guardrails and what this big change to working digitally, working remotely, the kind of impact that that has on individuals as well as teams and organisations more broadly to cover that off here. So there you go. Those are my five big lessons that I wanted to share. The lessons, again, just to recap, are that ProSci or whatever your change management method, it's just one method and it's definitely not the only one. We need to be open and curious and, uh, you know, look at a far bigger range of things these days to be flexible and to meet the needs of organisational change now and into the future. The second big lesson is that your stakeholder expectations have changed. You need to do research into that. You need to think about how you can meet and exceed those expectations. The third big lesson is that active sponsorship still super, super important and leaders have to be human-centred and that's about demonstrating a commitment to and bringing to life a sense of belonging and connection across the organisation and how your change program can support that, can be a vehicle for that, as well as embedding the change. The fourth lesson is that professional communication skills is a core capability that change managers and change leaders must develop. I think that's a must-have, not a nice-to-have. And the last lesson is that you can't escape your organisational culture. We have to face it. We have to consider it when we're building out change plans. I hope that you found this a really interesting, useful summary of my lessons. I'm so curious to know if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, what lessons are coming up for you? What have been some of your key lessons? If you'd like to share them with me, I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm over at Dr. Kate Byrne. I hang out there all the time, so you can easily find me there. And of course, we will link to everything I mentioned in the show notes. I wanted to say, if this is your first time, your very first episode that you're listening to, or maybe you've just listened to a few, or perhaps you listen without fail every week. Thank you so much for being here. I love connecting with you here. I love creating this space for us to learn and to consider these kinds of ideas. Change is such a rich and exciting world at the moment. There's so much innovation and creativity in this space. I'm really, really excited and heartened by what is happening in this space and how many cool, smart, switched on people there are. And it is my intent to continue connecting with them and to bring you those lessons and some really great conversations with people. So I hope that you will stick with me for the next 50 episodes as well. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a really great rest of the week and I can't wait to catch up with you again next week. Bye. Bye.